hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Ask. Uh, my name is Brandon and I'm one of the pastors at Fraser Church in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, so glad that you could be joining us again. And this is a podcast where we look at different questions that we have of the Bible and also look at different questions that the Bible asks of us. And so basically we've done some some surveys and seen some uh, different questions that people wanted to hear about. And so joining me today is Will Adams. He is our in our media ministries and helps develop our videos and other content for our media ministries. So, so glad to have you, Will. Glad to be here. All right. Well, Will, tell people a little bit about what you do uh, here at Fraser Church. Um, well, in addition to videos, as you mentioned, um, one of the responsibilities that um, has fallen to me more and more as the years has gone have gone by um, has been social media, uh, as that has become more and more key to uh, the ministry here at Fraser and just to everyday life, really. Um, as anybody knows, um, so many people, uh, probably the vast majority of Americans now certainly have at least one social media account, even if they don't always check it every day. Um, you know, there are millions of people on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and all of them are still growing. Um, so it's become such a big part of things. And uh, I, I really do enjoy uh, looking at different ways to push things out into um, in, onto the web um, via social media because it's uh, an organic method of sharing the gospel. Um, I, you know, I think broadcast is, um, you know, whether it's on television or it's us live streaming or um, different methods that just kind of put things out there um, for people to see. That's good for, especially for discipleship. But I think one of the best modes of evangelism is always going to be people talking to people. And that's why yeah. I think social media is very valuable. Yeah. And, and that's a awesome segue into our question today. Uh, one of the things that people really wanted to hear about is that we are in a day and age of social media. Almost everyone has it. It's not just a young person thing anymore. Um, more and more grandmothers and grandfathers are on social media. And so one of the questions we got asked is, you know, what should we teach our children about social media? Um, what sort of things do we need to address? What does the Bible have to say about how we should treat social media? And of course, the, the quick answer is that it says, you know, nothing, nothing. You yeah. Know, Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And we're done. Um, okay. So wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah. Facebook and, and Instagram and Snapchat are not in the Bible. Uh, but we, we have some general principles about what the Bible would have to say um, about how we use our words and, and other things that I think can be very applicable. So we will not end the podcast now. <laughs> uh, but that's why we've got Will. Uh, will has really um, been engaged in this a long time. This is what his background and education is in. And so, Will, I'm going to let you start. As you think about social media from a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective, where would you begin the conversation? Well, um, you know, there's there's two main principles in regards to social media that um, are have been true of of life um, since you know, before biblical a, um, ages. We we have what we take in, and um, and then and what we say. Um, it's you know, and and on your news feed, on your um, you know Instagram feed, on your Twitter feed, whatever it is, um, you have a choice of what you follow. Mm -hmm. And you have a choice of how you respond in conversation. And, and if you choose to respond in conversation with other people that are friends and followers. And so um, when you start to think of it in that, in that particular perspective, then I think um, there are 
is a whole load of scripture that has to do with, um, you know, taming the tongue. There's a lot yeah. of proverbs about, you know, the tongue being like a sword and, and different um, metaphors like that, that tell us that, you know, it, it can, it can be a harmful thing. And, and that somebody who speaks words without thinking, um, you know, is, is, uh, I think like a fool, like somebody, you know, wielding a sword. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I, um, Particularly, I look at you know Ephesians three. A lot of people are familiar with that one because it says, "Let no unwholesome talk." Yeah. Um, often used, um, I think, a, a little oversimplified to just to tell people don't use swear words. Yeah. Um, but I think it's actually much broader than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, when you when you start to look into that whole scripture, um, it it goes on to say no unwholesome talk, and um, but that's what uh, but what's edifying. Um, so you start asking, what is edifying? And um, and then there's this uh, phrase that's used that I think is particularly interesting that um, says, uh, let, you, let your talk be gracious and seasoned yeah. with salt. Yeah. And, um, you know, that is one that you just read and you say, that's one of those weird biblical things. Um, like, what <laughs> what does that yeah. mean? Um, and uh, I, had, I had a while ago did kind of a word study on that. And one theory anyway is that it's actually encouraging you to to be um, witty and intelligent in the way that you speak, mm-hmm. um, t- uh, to put thought into um, what you're saying. Um, and so when I look at that and in regards to the way we respond to people on social media, um, you know, I think it's it's pretty obvious that we're supposed to be gracious. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be loving, um, that we're supposed to actually engage our brains when we yeah. respond to folks um, and, uh, and and to be edifying and be Christ-like and not just to mouth off at everything that comes along in our newsfeed that's very upsetting. Um, and, and I think uh, just there's a tendency for people to think of social media as somehow not real. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there is a way in which it's, it's not, you know, in the physical world. So um, it, it can be lacking in substance, but it has real world effects. Yeah. And that's the thing I think we need to always keep in mind anytime that, you know, we um, sit at our keyboard and we start typing um, that, that is uh, the, the same the same suggestions the same uh, principles apply um, that we wouldn't use in any time we talk um, you know to our key, keyboards I think that's a great place to start and, and I think that's where that's this reminder that social media like a number of things is neutral mm-hmm. it's it's not yeah. evil it's not good um, how we use it uh, determines a lot of that and I think what social media has revealed is that many of us uh, that our words, have not been sanctified. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's been very revealing um, how quickly we are to spew venom, even Christians. And so I think you're right. I think anything that you see in the Bible about words and how we use words can be applied to social media really mm. right off the bat. And so as you're talking to your kids and even thinking about your own example is, is are your words um, edifying to others? Do they glorify Christ? Uh, there's just tons of verses that say, let everything you say and do bring him honor and glory. And even if you're listening and you're not a Christian, I mean, what does your social media and your words reveal about you? What do they show about you? What do they testify? Uh, these are good questions to ask in, in a world and a culture where we are very flippant with our words. And social media, I think, has exasperated that problem where we are just really quick uh, to spew venom, to say things thoughtfully, uh, thoughtlessly, uh, to use our words to damage other people for the sake of winning a debate. Um, and so as we look at scripture, 
you know, look at the verses that talk about words and the damage they can do, but also the good they can do. And that's where we want to forget social media is not evil. Uh, You can use social media to do a lot of good, to bring humor, to bring lightness, um, to uh, share your faith, to share your story. uh, So it can be used for a lot of good. So I think that's a great place to start. Well, I think uh, I think a lot of people, like you're saying, you know, they, they tend they want to kind of demonize it because so much of it is used for ill. Um, there's so much that uh, out there that's just nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the vast majority of information that we are generating now um, via social media is is not very useful, um, and a lot of it is very negative. Um, but you're right. I think so often. Um, you know, you have an opportunity if you see even even sometimes jumping in in the right moment in what may be a debate um, to be a peacemaker yeah. or, or to offer words of encouragement um, or, or to speak loving truth into something. Um, you know, the, that can be a turning point for some people. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I don't I don't believe that just randomly posting things on social media change people's lives. But I do think engaging in discussion can. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've been a part of a lot of discussions on social media. It's something I, I, I kind of spend time on. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that every single time I've gotten it right as far as like the way that I've interacted has been perfect. Mm-hmm. But I certainly do look to be an example of Christ um, whenever, whenever discussing things, um, especially with other Christians. Yeah. Um, but, um, but also with, uh, with non-Christians, with people who um, don't know Christ, who, who maybe even question um, you know, our, our whole Christianity, um, because you, you have an opportunity to, I think, defy their expectations where they may think that Christians are angry and hateful and judgmental. You can speak into this and say, um, you know what, I, I see what you're saying and I think you have a good point. And I I want you to know, I, I, you know, I don't want to be like the kind of person you're talking about. And, and sometimes that can really diffuse things. Um, so the, the other thing I talked about, you know, what comes out of your mouth, the other thing is that what, what you put into your head Mm -hmm. and, um, there's a good bit in scripture about that as well. Um, one that, um, I've, I've used before and, um, it, it, just because I, I do think it relates, um, there there was a lot of uh, questions back in the uh, New Testament, the early church days, because they were living in a place where there were um, there were lots of sacrifices being made t- to other gods. And when you um, you see these in the letters, Paul talks about you know, hey, if you, if you know something ha- is a sacrifice to another god, um, and and you're questioning whether you should eat it, well, if you know it is, if yeah. you know it's not. Um, and intended, you know, as, as nutrition for you, then, then don't consume it. Yeah. But if, if you're just worried, Hey, I'm not sure. I don't know. He's basically saying it's okay. You know? And so when you're, when you're looking at, um, this, this media and everything, I think there's some people who tend to kind of want to sequester all of Christianity against anything that may be neutral, you know, and say, Hey, I'm going to stay over here. Um, but the reality is, if you know that's something that is is worshiping a false god, um, you know, if that's you know worshiping some uh, aspect of life that you know you know is un- unwholesome and that is not edifying, that is not scriptural, then absolutely that thing is not something that you need to follow. Um, yeah. And uh, on on your Facebook feed, um, but there uh, there are times where you you need to be open and willing because. Um, sometimes the, uh, the thing that you, you may say, well, I don't want to have anything in my feed that I disagree with and, uh, that, well, that may close you off to opportunities to speak into other people's lives and, or it may close you off to opportunities to hear, 
um, you know, some some truths you may need to hear to be able to understand the perspectives of others. And I know you've talked about that some too. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think, you know, that just takes discernment as far as, hey, if, if there is something that is, if you have a Facebook friend or something in your Twitter feed that is just really discouraging you or is not good for you, you know, yes, that's the Absolutely. great thing about the unfollow button <laughs> and the block button. And uh, those are great buttons. Uh, however, um, the great thing about social media is that it does give you the opportunity to listen to voices and to hear perspectives that you would not normally hear in your own circle of friends. And so there are a lot of people that I follow on Twitter, for instance, that I don't agree with everything. Mm -hmm. But I like to hear their perspective. I even follow some atheists and agnostics. Um, and I follow uh, Christians who might have a different background or perspective from my own. Uh, and so it gives me the opportunity to hear their opinion, their perspective. Uh, I may disagree with them, but oftentimes they'll, they'll share something that I'd never thought about before, and they're dead on. And so it can really help you illumine some of your spiritual blind spots if you use it that way. And so again, we're talking about you know, again, social media can be, it can really be a discouraging thing. It can be something that can be very unhealthy. So you've got to monitor that. Uh, but it can also be something that you can use to edify others and that you can use to hear perspectives from people that you would not normally hear. And that can be very helpful to you uh, spiritually and wisdom wise. And so I think that's kind of the good that can come out of it. I think this kind of brings us to the uh, the topic of you know, especially as we think about children or young people and how we model that and what we teach them is this idea of boundaries when it comes to social sure. media. Because I think that's the that's the scariest thing actually to me about it. Is Absolutely. It's just super uh, addicting. So any mm -hmm. thoughts just about boundaries and, and the addiction of social media? Sure. Well, um, you know, there's there's a whole lot of uh, good material on internet addiction, information addiction, um, whatever you want to call it out there that, um, you know, if you just search on Google, um, you know, how do I help my child with smartphone addiction? There's some good tips out there. One guy suggested to me, um, you know, put, uh, putting your phone in grayscale um, actually makes you use it less. Huh. Um, that's just a well, yeah. simple little tip. Um, but you know, I think um, I, I'm not a parent. Um, I do have nine nieces and nephews, mm -hmm. um, including a few that are teenagers now, and their um, their moms and dads are starting to deal with that. Um, and uh, but and I also know um, from you know just some research that I've done as a part of you know various studies uh, that I've done in my MFA and different things. There's this interesting thing that's happened um, with. Uh, um, with social media, with smartphones that they've discovered now, um, uh, people have do have an actual chemical addiction to their smartphones. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, that when you look at social media, when you send texts, um, that uh, a hormone called dopamine gets released. It's the same one that um, that gets released when you gamble, when mm -hmm. um, when you smoke, um, and and also that um, has to do with uh, you know, bonding. That you know um, it's the same um, you know advantage you have to to having relationships with friends or having pets and yeah. things like that. So um, it 
what it's doing is your your brain is seeing that as a replacement mm-hmm. for healthy social bonding, mm-hmm. and so you get a hit of dopamine whenever you know you access uh, the internet. And those that um, are, are addicted to it, I'll say, I know that this is true of me. You you tend to kind of get a little fidgety if you've gone too many hours without checking something, yeah. and you know that's you know that's what it is. You're you're looking for that little hit of oh, have I gotten likes on that mm-hmm. picture or on that status or that that blog post or whatever it is. And um, so uh, Simon Sinek, um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's a author and consultant and researcher. Um, He had a a video go viral um, a few months ago that a lot of people watched that uh, I think the the title of it, or at least what was passed around as was talking about, this is what's wrong with the millennial generation. Um, As a millennial, I actually endorse the video. I think it's actually a great um, discussion. And one of the things he talks about is internet addiction. Um, Mm -hmm. But... Um, to to that end, the thing that he said that I just think is very interesting is, you know, we have age limits on smoking. We have age limits on drinking. Mm-hmm. And we have age limits even on gambling. And yet we don't have any age limits on owning a smartphone. We have very weak age limits on opening a Facebook account or an Instagram account. You know, yeah. um, very little keeping uh, uh, an eight-year-old who is savvy from yeah. figuring it out. Um, and so it is scary. And, um, you know, and, and I could talk a lot about a lot of different, very practical things you can do. There's some, um, you know, I, I, there's a, um, a router device called Circle that Disney makes that can help you with some limits and things like that. But I, I think some of the most simple thing you can do, and um, I know um, Mike and Rebecca Bright, who mm-hmm. um, are some of our supported missionaries, I actually heard about this from them, um, that she made her boys, she has three boys, um, put their phones um, out on the counter before they could come to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then they were done with the phones for the night. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's just brilliant because to me, uh, number one, you have family time yeah. that should be phone free. Um, I try to, ex- you know, be an example of that as, as a person who struggles with some smartphone addiction. I try to be an example of that with, with my nieces and nephews. Um, I, I don't use my phone at the table. And then number two, after that, um, when they go back to their rooms, when they're doing homework, when they're doing whatever it is, that really is the prime time for them to get into trouble yeah. on their phones. And that's why mm-hmm. I say, if you can possibly avoid it, I just encourage parents, um, don't let your children take their phones, their tablets back into their rooms at night. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you have your parental controls on, even if you have filtered internet, um, I'm just, I, I would just say a curious teenager with enough time will still find a way to get into trouble. Yeah. Um, and what that does, of course, is some people say, well, you know, that's that's being too controlling or anything or this or that. I actually think what it does is it sets them up for success later in saying when it comes time for them to make those choices, they realize I need to set these boundaries yeah. for myself. Um, and, and it'll be easier for them to see, you know, once those constraints are taken off, when they, you know, the, the effects of not having the constraints more clearly rather than yeah. right now. Um, I know I see teenagers that, you know, they're stuck to their phone all the time. They don't even realize that it's unusual behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, when we, when we think about it scripturally is that, Social media, like anything else, is if it starts to take a priority in your life to the extent that it is pushing out spiritual practices, mm. 
the Bible word for that is idolatry. Right. And it's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's absolutely, I think I had, I heard one mom say, if you take something away from your child and they start overreacting mm -hmm. and just way too, way more than just a, a normal, mm -hmm. then she always understood that to be, mm, this has become an idol. Yeah. It's, it's become destructive at that point. And I think that's where, you know, for parents, you know, you're going to need to have boundaries as far as when you think your child can have social media. We can't answer that question for you. I would say it's older than what most parents are doing. Sure. Um, but I would also say is that you'll have to set the boundaries in terms of making them put it down. Um, for us, like, you know, boundary in my own life is I don't I try to stay off social media as much as I can all morning long up through lunch. And then when I get home at night, I try not to use it around my kids. So mm -hmm. it's like I try not to get on it um, when I'm around them. So I have these boundaries where I don't use social media. And those are probably things that you need to think about in your own life is sure. have some definitive blocks of times where you don't use it. And you have to kind of almost be legalistic about it mm -hmm. in a sense because it's just that addicting. You're going to have to really make sure you have some firm boundaries for yourself and some boundaries uh, for your kids, because otherwise it will be very addicting and it will start to push out um, other priorities in your life, like family time, like your prayer time, your devotional time. Uh, all of a sudden, without even knowing it, most Americans are spending four hours on social media. Yeah. How else could you have used those four hours? And Absolutely. so again, social media is not bad, but this is probably one of those areas where we're going to have to get much more firm in terms of the boundaries and parameters that we set around it. Otherwise, we will, this will become an, an idolatry thing. And that, you know, just reading the Bible, that never turns out well for yeah. people, you know. Well, and, and I, you know, I brought up to you, um, you know, First Corinthians is uh, a great um, book to read if you're looking to talk about addiction. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, it talks about both idolatry. It, it mentions specifically, um, you know, sexual temptation mm -hmm. in both cases. Um, it's, you know, we're told to flee mm -hmm. from idolatry, to flee from sexual temptation. You know, there's, there's other places where we're told that if we resist temptation, Christ, you know, is going to come alive in us mm -hmm. and help us. Um, but it's, it's those two that we're told just run away from yeah. it. And that's why, like you said, you know, you can sometimes seem a little extreme to, to people that maybe aren't really, you know, seeking out to, to focus their lives on Christ because, you know, you, you do tend to set up boundaries that may seem like, wow, you, you have to do that. Yeah. Okay. And, um, but I think you'll find, and I, I know I found this is if I say to myself, you know, I'm going to try my best to go, um, you know, uh, as, as a person that is, is single and, uh, you know, lives at home, I, I do have a housemate, but, um, he works night shifts, so I don't mm -hmm. see him very much. Um, I, I tend to say if, you know, I know I'm going to be alone on Saturday, well, I'm going to, um, do something, manual labor, work around the house, um, that is going to take me away from social media for this part of the day. Yeah. Um, because e I could easily sit there and first of all, just waste time. Yeah. Um, but, but second of all, get myself in a headspace that's negative, you know, yeah. looking at, um, at just negative things, people arguing, people being angry, um, you know, flipping across things that are, um, that I don't want to put in my head, you know? And so I think, um, it's, it's one of those things like, like you say, you have to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be the key. You know, as we, as we kind of think through some of the practical things we've suggested is again, use social media for good, use it to be a light, use it to be an effective witness. Uh, it can be an opportunity to listen to the voice of others. 
Um, but it is probably something in your life that you're going to have to put some firm boundaries around. And there may be a few listeners who you might have to get rid of it. Mm. Like you just can't touch it. And, you know, an example in my life is I don't touch alcohol. Not because I think it's a sin to have a beer, but alcoholism has run in my family. Addiction has run in my family. So I just don't even touch it. I just don't play with that fire. And there are some of you that may have gotten to a point of addiction with social media that that you're going to have to, maybe for a season or maybe forever, um, just not mess with it at all because you can't handle it. And so that's going to be very difficult. But there are some people where you might have to pray about that. Sure. Uh, of, I, I just can't have this in my life because it ends up controlling me. I don't control it. Yeah. And so you got to think through those things. Let me, um, a great verse for us to think about. And, and Will talked about filling your mind with things. This is Philippians 4, 8, where Paul's writing to Christians. And he says, let me say one more thing as I close this letter. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So again, a huge thing here is just make sure, make sure uh, that you are filling your mind with good, wholesome things that are worthy of worship. Uh, Make sure that you're doing the things, the practices that God has given you, worship and prayer and being in the word. Make sure you're filling your mind with good things. In a day of social media, uh, we got to be very careful about not just filling our minds with Facebook and news channels, uh, because that can really get us off base, that can really get us in a depressed funk. And so make sure you're, you're filling your mind with good things and make sure you're using your words to glorify God and edify others. Now, real, real quick, before we go, can you just um, um, let people know where they can find you on Twitter and Facebook and things like that? And if they have any other follow-up questions, they can get a hold of you. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I love to talk about this stuff. And, um, you know, if you, um, you want to find me on Twitter, it's just at William H. Adams. Um, I think, you know, if you follow me, you'll see me tweeting a lot about the TV shows I watch because that's some, one of the main things I, I use it for. Um, and m- mostly, mostly family friendly stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, you know, it's really good. Um, but, uh, and, um, you know, if you, uh, follow me on Instagram, you want to see some awkward selfie videos, same, um, at William H. Adams. Um, and if you have any just questions, if you have any follow-up questions about this or, um, you, uh, you just want to talk about social media or whatever, um, you can just email me here at the church at will at fraserumc.org. All right. Well, thank you so much, Will, for joining us. And as always, if you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, please go to iTunes, subscribe to it. You can also rate us. We'd really appreciate that as well. Uh, Thank you for joining us. We hope this has been a great time in God's word together. God bless you.